Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike show and the Bulldog. How many bees is a swarm? Is two a swarm or three? Whatever, how many does it have to be? And I feel like seven. It's Mike Shope. How many how many times do you have to be stung to have been swarmed? And I was like, dude, I got swarmed. I got stung only once, but I was swarmed. And the bulldog. You insist you were swarmed. There were bees, man, like plural, big, lots of S's. Lots of E's and S's. Bees. <laughs> that, was, that was not bees. fun. Bees. <laughs> right. That was not fun. On WGR. Hey, man, that kind of hurt. Sports Radio 550. Well, I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm smart enough to know what the, what is happening here. Bulldog is out. Sick. Sal says he's on a plane at 3 o'clock. Brian says he's in Florida. Like, Trista, man, what, what, what do you want to talk about? Because we've got time. She's like, I'm lying on my bathroom floor sick. Zach, they're trying to break us. You can tell. I mean, this they is are. how this is what you do. You just try to take all the all the pieces, the tools away, hide all the stuff. They just try to whittle away at you a little bit, <laughs> or take big wax. Um, but no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. In fact, what I wanted to start with and am going to, as long as you don't count that, is something where I would really like to crowdsource this. You know, there, there, are, there are four people that won't be, unless they call in or something, uh, won't be counted. But I, I want to talk about how this is the only time we get to see the Leafs. And I, I feel like, I don't know, I, I, I really can't, it's not fair to call myself a perfectionist because I, I let a lot of stuff go. But it seems like a little one, a little bit of a topic where, okay, haven't we talked about that 70 times, you know, but it's just because I'm old. That's all. That's why it's 70 times. It's been a while. The Leafs tonight, it's their first visit since 21. And before that, it was the, well, I guess last year you, you had COVID. So once early last season and then not at all the year before that, 
they only played the Canadian teams played each other, and so the Sabers only played like the Eastern Conference, I think, right? The the teams they were in the new division with. Before that was the season that was cut short, and the Sabers did get in two home games with Toronto. One reason why they only hosted them once last year was the second home game with the Leafs was played in Hamilton at in the outdoor game. So it's like the Leafs just they don't they don't hang out here very often anymore. And so how this is you don't have to take the question. I'm not calling you, but how can we fix that? The, the the NHL hockey schedules, they've changed the way they're structured many times. It feels like maybe the league knows that there's always some problem with it. And I think maybe that is the, the truth. The reality is that there is some problem. There is going to be some problem with it. What's the what's the point here? The point is Toronto is the most interesting Sabres opponent. That never changes. When the Sabres went to the the conference finals with Carolina, the next year, Carolina games were circled. That was important and intense. But no matter how good or bad the Leafs are, and no matter how good or bad the Sabres are, this is like the first game on the schedule every year is the Toronto game. And that's what it is now. It's the Toronto game. This is how it was for a period of years when I was younger, when we all were younger, when the Leafs were in the West, or the Campbell, if it was the Campbell and the Wales then, whatever it was, and they would play them here one time, and it was the Toronto game. And that was big to me, it's big to the fan base, but I was also a Toronto fan. It was never a problem growing up that I found to like both teams. They were never in each other's way. In the 80s and into the 90s, they were never in each other's way. They were the two teams on my TV, the Sabres and the Leafs. The Sabres, you know, when they were on the road... And like on Channel Two or something, and the Leafs when they Wednesday nights, Saturday nights were, were Toronto nights. And whenever I was, you know, able to watch hockey at home after school or something, it was the Sabers or it was the Leafs. And they were kind of like when I'm really little, they're kind of the same thing. They're both teams that are close enough to be on TV. I know this is like a long time ago thought. It's kind of a foreign thought, but back then this was normal. They were the two teams on my TV, so it wasn't really like where they played exactly or how far, how many miles away. Their arenas are from my house. They're just close enough to be, you know, in my house. So always, uh, well, not always because it ended, but I grew up just loving the Leafs. And I'm the kind of person that because uh, most of my friends were not interested in them and they were into the Sabres only, well, that made me kind of like my my Leaf side came out even stronger. Uh, You know, just you're a kid, you're trying to be different, and that's kind of how I am, so... There was like Christmas presents. Maybe there'd be Sabres tickets. Is it the Toronto game? Are we going to get tickets to the Toronto game? Not an easy ticket. Anyway, the way it's set up now, because who cares about the 80s? The way it's set up now is this is the only Leafs at Sabres game on the schedule. Other years, there'll be two, unless they change the format. It's one or it's two. And that is insufficient. That is insufficient. When you're playing 82 games, and that means 41 home games, and 40 are against the other teams, and one is against the Maple Leafs, okay, I'm raising my hand. But any other idea, you know, mostly that I can think of, that I've heard of, also comes with some problem. Like, you want to play you, meaning, I guess, me so far, maybe you don't, 
you want to see the Sabres play the Leafs more often. Well, you know, what am I sacrificing then? Because I don't want more games. Do you want more games? If anything, the hockey schedule is too many. I mean, too many for, like, the importance of regular season games. Not necessarily too many for entertainment value. It's always been like this. And, you know, we get by 80 games-ish. It works, I guess. It works. There is a different, I guess I would call it, problem, though, in here with that with that thought. And that is that with so many games, and baseball has this, you've seen football over the decades now just continue to reach new heights in terms of popularity. And the fact that it's so few games, you're more they're more in demand. I mean, it's a shorter season. It's not every day for so long, and that's not a bad thing about a sport for it to be there for you more often. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of a good thing on the surface, but it does change the way I think you consume it. And so football, it's, it's so few games, you are going to convene around them. You are going to work your set your lives up around them and make sure you don't miss them. Hockey, you can miss them because there's another one tomorrow. You know, like it's it's more casual, I think, like that. So I've got 82 games now, and I have no interest in adding more. They're kind of meaningless enough as it is. Not meaningless literally, although for a lot of teams they are. I've made the point, some of you who <laughs> maybe can are so used to this show and to us know where I'm about to go, but like that tank year, I said all the time about it, you know, having to defend uh, or wanting to defend my interest in it and my appetite for it. I'm like, guys, you realize this is like the only regular season that has really mattered in a long time. There's way more at stake here than usual. And, you know, except for the one getting into the playoffs or not, but after that, it's so random. And the best teams, like a Boston this year or Toronto, what are these regular season games really for? Like, they're not, in terms of the Leafs, the seeding, and the Bruins too, like, it's all kind of already set. And it has been for, for more than a month. So what are they playing for, you know? So you want to factor in everything. You want to think of everything. Like, what what would be best? And I think about Travis Yost, who he was on maybe two weeks ago, and he's railed against the league for the playoff format. And just the idea, there was that report from earlier, maybe even November or December, how people in hockey wanted more rivalry games. Like, I guess that's what I'm here starting with and lobbying for, I guess, is that in terms of the Leafs. And, you know, Travis kind of rails against that because that is not really going to work. It's not going to make your game more desirable to watch or anything like that. I mean, I want the Toronto games, really, really it's for being in the building, but also on TV, It's they're, they're more interesting And that is, I think, true, irrespective of how good the teams are. And so why do I want a a setup that reduces the number of games like this? The Leafs aren't the only interesting Sabres opponent, but there are fewer of them than there are teams that are just other teams. I mean, what? I've got 32 teams now. One is the Sabres. I've got 31 other teams. How many of them are, like, really interesting to you. I don't mean because your grandfather uh, rooted for the Red Wings. <laughs> like, you know, so in your case, it's the Red Wings, but really, eh, the Sabres have no particular 
history or rivalry. They could have had the league evolve differently. It's close enough to Buffalo, Detroit, but they really don't. So even a team in their division in somewhat close proximity, eh, they're another team. The Leafs, the Canadians, the Bruins, maybe the Senators, maybe the Flyers, the Penguins. You know, you have about a the New York teams, perhaps. You have about a half dozen teams that, like, rate who who plays for them, how good they are, is not primary. It's that there is this history, and it can be the uniforms and the way the uniforms bring out certain emotions and reactions of people. Like, those teams are the important teams. In the Sabres' case. In Colorado's case, it's a different list. But in ours, it's like a half dozen of teams that are usually pretty close by. There's a history, maybe a playoff history. You know, there's a, a rivalry of, of sorts with those teams. And then the rest are, are other teams. Why do you care about Edmonton? You care about Edmonton because Connor McDavid plays for Edmonton. And so it's not Edmonton that's interesting. It's McDavid that's interesting. If he went to Winnipeg, we would care about Winnipeg in the same way that we care about Edmonton. Again, not meaning that there aren't fans of those teams. It's just like generally the most of us, this is, this is what it is. So I'm going to have 41 home games and about 10 are against teams that, like, count, you know, that you get a reaction from. It's, this is this is Eichel, Eichel and Vegas, too. We care about Vegas because of Jack. If he went to St. Louis, we would care about St. Louis. You know, that'll wear off. But you know what I mean. So is it good enough that the schedule doesn't have more games against those teams? Well, you have to decide that. The league has to decide that. And it seems like it's never quite right. And if I, I'll be the league, if I go ahead and tweak it again, they've done this how many times? 10 times in 30 to 40 years? I don't know. Like They, they change the schedule format quite often. I don't mean COVID-related either. Just like, let's try this. So if I want to tweak it and have more rivalries, I want to have... Buffalo and Toronto, and I guess, you know, we'll get to it, but how many other teams play three times in each building? Six total in the regular season. What do I lose? I lose the West. I lose some of the West. Or I lose other games against teams that are maybe not important in the other sense, but, like, they're in my same conference or division or just, like, I'm sacrificing something. And not everybody has a Toronto. Everybody's Toronto can be Toronto, I guess, even if you're L.A. or something. Like, Toronto is one of those franchises that, that has status, like Montreal and a few, a couple others, not many others. And I have to, if I want more of these games, it'd be nice if teams that I care about weren't great because now competitive balance is affected. Now I've got six games against the Leafs and six games against the Bruins. And, oh, look, those teams are awesome. So I'm going to have a tougher time getting to, to the playoffs, having my best record, you know, than somebody who's playing Columbus and whatever, you know. I want to use Philly. <laughs> uh, Montreal this year, just bad teams. It changes every year, of course, but bad teams. So do I want that? I really don't know what I want. I just know that I want more than one Leaf game. And I think that that should be doable because there are so many games. I mean, I can 
cut back on travel costs if I want. Do I care? Does the league care? Like, do teams talk about that? Do owners care about that and raise this issue? Why do I have to go to Vancouver again? Like, I can save money. I mean, that's not really what I'm here for in this conversation. There seem to be, like, other reasons for doing it. And, and that includes the the premise that the rivalry games are more fun to watch, which I think they probably are because we're human beings and we just don't as much fun as we might find the game to watch the emotions of the other teams and the other players um, mean something. This is something that I worried about for hockey when they started to do away with fighting and when cheap shot guys, excuse me, when cheap shot guys started to get weeded out for different reasons. I mean, some of it was safety, it, for appearances' sake, it would be we we can't allow this kind of kind of stuff anymore. But also, just at the same time, the game the game is changing, and teams are finding both from an economic and analytics standpoint that they're happier with cheaper players who are younger and have learned have come up through a different sort of environment in hockey. There are still dirty players versus not, but. You used to know all their names. You used to know, maybe maybe some of you still do, but they used to be just like almost stars in the league for their act. And most of that is gone. And I worried for hockey as that was going away. I never wanted to root against it happening because I don't need any of that stuff. I, I don't need fights. I never did. People always said, everybody in the arena stands up. I usually would go get fries or something. during. I don't care. This doesn't affect the game at all for me. So... Fights, but then you know I, I can t- I, I can enjoy the big hit now and then, and even these days you still get that occasionally, not very often. Just all the nonsense when it started to get weeded out, I was fine with that. Like I d- never wanted to push back against that, but I worried that the, the characters and the sort of the the way that you'd have these visceral reactions to these guys and that kind of that kind of play in hockey would be missed. Because you, you know, that's part of the fun, right? I mean, that for most fans, that would be part of the fun is getting mad about stuff like that, getting mad at the officials, and even knowing who the officials were, which is tougher now. You know, a lot of that stuff made was it was an important part of the, the entertainment value of the league, at least in a certain way. And so a lot of that is gone, and I'm sure a lot of you long for those days, even though you probably know and think they're not coming back. I love the game now. I love that it, not that it doesn't have that, but I don't miss it. I love the speed and just, it is so up and down and teams are focusing on offense as we've talked about with different guests and how great that is, I think, for the entertainment value of it all. I just know there is still, there are still other things that that go into whether or not it's as much fun as it should be. And that is you know, that that includes who you're playing. So does anybody think they know what's best here? Like, if I want to play the Leafs more, or I want the Sabres to play the Leafs more, of course, it, you can't ignore what does that mean for the Coyotes or the Kraken. Like, well, what are they supposed to do? They might not have a team like like this. A lot of teams may not. And it does matter to me. I can't. I don't want to ignore a point about 
the competitiveness, like the quality of the teams and what that could do to the standings. I do kind of think 82 games should be enough so that if I'm playing like that Toronto and Boston point, 12 depends on how many it is, you know, like if it's a couple more and I miss the playoffs by a point or two and somebody else had an easier schedule, that's sports. You know, that's not something I want to get bent over. Uh, but th- it does matter. You know, it does matter. Then there's, you know, the, the playoff, certainly no reason not to make the playoff format part of the conversation. Um, this year, we actually have the playoffs to look at and take seriously and, and dream about. And so what the problem, this I think is 100% fair to criticize the league for that the way that it's set up has really made the regular season the way it's turned out the way it's played out has has made the regular season just mostly a waste of time and I really I want to I always do like the regular season in these leagues baseball I'm, I'm big on this I really always want to stick up for them. I would always say how the President's Trophy was like a better accomplishment than the Stanley Cup, but nobody thinks it's better to win the President's Trophy than the Stanley Cup. I just think it's harder, you know, to be the best team over six months than over two months, right? Like, logically. So, regular season, I want my regular seasons in sports to have meaning, to keep your to keep your interest. And as different things have come into play with different sports, with hockey, you've got this playoff format and so many games, uh, the, the way that like the NFL adding the seventh playoff team, even baseball is really bad for this as baseball has ad, added more playoff teams. Just every step in that direction makes the regular season less important. And to me, less important means less interesting. And so why, why do I want to sit down every night with these games, if they're really in the standings, they just don't mean very much. You know, they talk about them like they're meaningful, and once in a while a game is meaningful, but one team, you know, four-point game, and then the next night or two nights later, the results flip the other way, and I'm back to where I was. Like, the the, the meaning there isn't really strong or very strong. Certainly not as strong as it's made out to be by the by the promoters, but that's, that's always the case. 803-0550 to call in. Is there a better way? There has to be a better way. I don't expect anybody, well, this could happen, but to sort of do the math on number of games for opponents and everything like that. But I think it's kind of, well, surprising, um, as well as disappointing, that we've gotten to this point where it's like one Toronto game. Because this is the best game of the season. When the Leafs are in, it's the best. it's the best night of the season. In a vacuum, you know? If they're playing the last night for a playoff spot, that will then be the best night of the season. But Or if, you know, they're retiring a jersey or something. Something like that. Or giving away good prizes. You know, but Toronto, this is like the best game of the year. Toronto at home. It's not everybody's favorite atmosphere, but hey, I, 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 uh, I've got really nothing bad to say about it. It's supposed to be... Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. be fun like this. It's supposed to be back and forth. It's supposed to be high energy. And as long as it doesn't get stupid, I think, you know, this matchup brings out the, the best in fans. It brings out, you know, your your pride and your spirit and your voice. and you, you know, the guy next to you is going hard for the other team, then you want to sort of get back at him, you know, as opposed to just sitting there all night, which I fall into at a lot of these games against other teams where we're all just kind of there, you know, trying to stay awake sometimes, not so much anymore, which is good, but there have been seasons uh, like that. What is a better setup? What is a better system? Is it a problem? Is there some easy solution to, um, to this? Because I feel like maybe a lot of you agree. One Toronto game anymore? That doesn't seem right. 803-0550 to call in. No Trista. As I said, she's sick. So is Bulldog. Sal's away. Brian's away. It's all falling apart. We do have Brett Coleman today. That'll be cool. That's 4 o'clock, and we'll do football with Brett. That's, that's his game. Uh, the film room is his site. Talk about challenges a lot of teams are facing, the Bills, the draft, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, the Bears in the top pick, different topics, football topics, NFL with Brett. And I've invited Scott Cullen on to talk about Probably this schedule point, but also the NHL, the Sabres, and their playoff chances, Toronto. And so that'll be at uh, 5 today. Pre-game is 6.30. Pat Malacaro is in for Brian, and he'll take the pre-game show from the arena at 6.30. Hope to hear from you, Talking Sabres, NHL, Bills too. We'll get uh, to a lot of NFL stuff, as I said, so um, it should be fun. Thanks for listening. This is Mike Shope on WGR. But it is exciting to play Toronto always. 
you know, the building, you know, your fans are excited for it. So from that component, it, it is special. It is neat. But we still have to stick to the business we do, you know, in, in an effort to, to make sure we win that game. Sabres coach Don Granado on WGR earlier today. The Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, is the place if you miss a show or a, an interview, anything you might like to hear back. I'm there a lot, too, for different podcasts. I mentioned the other day I'm listening to one called Deep Cover, which is in its third season. I mean, there's just a lot of content there. So um, you should have it on your phone, I think. WGR550.com as well. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is out sick today. Hopefully he's better tomorrow because I am gone. I'm going to the Washington area with my son for... And I'd be interested to know if anybody who hears me is also going. The Premier Lacrosse League Championship Sixes tournament i don't know a lot about it really everything i know about premier lacrosse league i've learned from my son who is very into it like this is so cool like he's just totally thrown himself at lacrosse and that includes an interest in this professional league as well as the the bandits league and the indoor game this is an outdoor summer league that has this aha i'm going to get to where i was earlier has this tournament in the off season where I guess players are, some of them are leaving their indoor teams for this one week. Maybe the schedule is is changed in the uh, NLL, but they go play for their outdoor teams in a sixes tournament, so it's more like the box game. It's not quite, but an indoor event. And they play, what, like a little round robin and then semis in a final or something. Um, and it's very, supposedly, very interactive with fans. So... Um, this will be really cool for me. He is going to love it, and I've just never really had a sports experience like this for myself in the sense that like, I don't really know anything about any of the guys or, I mean, I know the game a little bit. I did play-by-play for two or three years in the indoor league for Rochester and Buffalo, but um, it's not like an avid obsession of mine, and so, and I don't, you know, it's not, it's not the job either, right? Like, the bills are different for me because, like, the bills are my work. And so it's different in how you enjoy that than this might be. So should be intimate and exciting, and I think he's going to love it. So that's where I'm off to. Bulldog needs to be better. I mean, just in general, too, I know, but feel better. That's that's key. He's got the rest of the week. Then I have next week as he's on, uh, he's on a trip of his own. You know, so the light bulb went on. Like, this tournament... This is in season, but this is something the NBA, I think, is headed for. Adam Silver has talked about it. I thought we were almost there, but hasn't happened yet, where they take a break in the middle of their season from just the 82 games or whatever their number is and the monotony of it, and there's a tournament where there's enough at stake for players and for teams to want to take it seriously, to compete whether that's money or draft picks or whatever it is that you can do. And this is just, I think, something... I mean, this kind of idea has been known and thought of for a long time, but the NHL gets so stuck. I mean, maybe it's hard to get unstuck in in sports where you're such a a big operation. It seems like this is an easy one. You figure out the details and you figure out, you know, the terms and the stakes and everything like that, but to stick... Something like this, something like the NBA's idea, into the middle of your season to break it up, and then you won't end up playing 82 games that way, which is fine. Like, maybe you'll end up playing 60, 
but revenue-wise is not too different, and you're doing it. I mean, imagine this. This is one reason why these things don't happen in sports, but imagine it. Like, you're doing it for the good of your game. There's a there's a bigger picture where p- people are more interested during your season, during your chunk on the calendar, your spot on the calendar. They're taking more interest in it than they are, I think, right now in the NHL regular season product. So easy to say, but would love to see some creativity and some different ideas manifest in in this league. And, you know, you have some sort of tournament in the middle where, you know, maybe you address tanking this way or maybe you just have some sort of a, I don't know what the money is. Like, I'm not sure that would would sort of come across to us in a way that we would really care that much, but we need the players to care. We need the players and the teams to care about what's on the line in these in these tournaments. Could be home ice advantage, could be just, who knows, what you could come up with. I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see anything like that sort of fit in to the hockey calendar and, and be different and interesting and fun rather than the same, you know, march to the playoffs where, you know, for most teams it's just kind of decided as it has been for the Sabres for years, even well before now. Of course, that's not the case this year, and good luck to them tonight. They are a plus-145 underdog. This is Trista Crick territory, but she's not feeling well today either. It is not available. Uh, Plus-145, the Sabres home to Toronto, over under seven. Sounds cool. Seven's pretty good. Minus-175 for the Leafs on the road. Sabres go to Tampa for a game Thursday after this one, and then Florida Friday night back home for Washington on Sunday. Big week. We've been talking about the trade deadline some quite a bit yesterday. That is next Friday afternoon, next Friday afternoon. And some of you might have a take on what you want to see here. Timo Meyer, Chikrin from Arizona, what to do with have the Sabres are in a point at a point where they have plenty of of good young players, some of whom are here and making a big impact, others who maybe are on their way. You don't know exactly what you're going to get from a prospect, from a first-round pick. Um, Seems like a pick and one of their recent high draft picks, maybe from 2022, could could land them a difference maker uh, even for this year. So that's one thing we've been talking about. 803-0550 is the number. Today in football is the first day where teams can franchise tag their players. Uh, that's at 4 o'clock, I think. I think that's that window opens at 4 o'clock. In terms of the Bills, uh, we've made this point a lot. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but I think there's kind of a consensus here. Sal made the point uh, yesterday that Tremaine Edmonds is the candidate that makes sense to keep him off the open market but it's a $20 million franchise tag number, and it doesn't seem like good business to do that. If you wanted to commit to Edmonds, it seems like it would make more sense to do that over a, even a fairly long term because of his age. His age is always mentioned. He was so young, and so you could do that. I, If I were the Bills, I think I wouldn't. Um, I think I'm kind of mostly down the middle when it comes to Edmonds. I see his faults, but I also see the athlete that he is and the plays that he makes. I just don't think his value is so massive that I need to create such 
you know, a portion of my cap for him. But, you know, you need a plan B. I really don't have a plan B. It's just it's always been sort of scary to me to want to commit to him at those at those numbers. Could happen. If it is the franchise tag, which I, again I think we all think here is unlikely. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody uh, feels differently. But just from our conversations, that's how it sounds. That would be 4 o'clock today. The big name is Lamar Jackson. And I am stunned by that situation. I think everybody is. It's just incredible that that could be over already. Isn't it? Like, Jackson and Allen always tied together with Mayfield and those guys from that draft. And to think that Jackson who won the MVP unanimously in his first full season at the position. This electrifying player led the league in touchdown passes, one seed in the AFC. It's just kind of where we have been with Allen for the last couple of years, really maybe more two years ago, where you sort of you look out the window and all you see is just perfection. You just see sunshine and beauty, and there's no... There's no cloud off in the distance. There's no forecast where it's going to rain. It's just this moment where you feel like, I have done it. I have made it. I've found the player at that position. All my problems are solved for a long time. To think that Baltimore had that, and here, in what, three years later, might be at a crossroads with him. Well, they are at a crossroads with him. They might, it might be over is complete, completely shocking to me. How do you end up there? I am an apologist for him. I am a huge fan of his. And I have to concede that there might be, I only can say might be, it's not fair to say more. There might be some reason why this has soured that he is responsible for. You know, if he doesn't want a contract that whoever thinks he should want, that's not his fault. That's his choice. And so everybody can have an opinion on whether or not he seems unreasonable. And I have not thought at any point here that he seems unreasonable from what's been reported about his demands. But man, like if if it is if there isn't some secret problem he's posing in the situation where the Ravens, I mean it's not public, but the Ravens just whatever that might be I just don't want to deal with it anymore, then how do you end up here? We had this draft on Friday where the guys and I drafted teams that we think will have a new quarterback next year. And Baltimore selected Zach picked Baltimore fairly early in that thing. And and we're talking about it and Joe is on and Joe's like, I think he's gone. And Zach's like, I think he's gone. And I just, I, I can't, I don't believe it. I just can't believe that would be where we're at. And today, there's a lot more of that on online. Like, there's more lock and fora, and different people think he's no, it's irreparable that the Ravens want to be done. And I, that is just shocking to me because how will they come out well moving him? Like, how will they, it can happen? Look at the Seahawks with Wilson. Wilson's much older, and you know, there, there are differences, but. They had a much better year than Denver did, and that shocked everybody too. So maybe there is a trade. I mean, you could conceive of one, draft picks, and maybe another quarterback where the Ravens do that, and 
get by, but man, like how many players in the league are more identifiable with their teams, even as young as he is? It's the way Allen is here. And Mahomes in Kansas City, these guys are just like the most important pieces and by far. And to think that that would be destroyed, basically, at this point, I just have not been able to get used to. It's an incredibly weird situation. I went to that Baltimore game, and that was back all the way in October. Yes. And you're absolutely right. He is Lamar Jackson to Baltimore is exactly what Allen is to Buffalo, what Mahomes is to Kansas City, what Peyton Manning was to Indianapolis. Like, all you do is see number eight jerseys. But, like, even then, there was, like, those little rumblings here and there. And, and this is more of, like, a personal story. But, like, when Bills fans would trash talk Ravens fans then, it was always, well, Lamar's leaving after this year. And usually you would hear some sort of, like, you know, chirp back or something like that. And, like, you would just see people, like, go white as a ghost going, yeah, he might. Like, it's just it's it's kind of been, like, this weird festering wound. And now it's just, I, like, that's where I think Joe said he was more, like, 60-40 in terms of thinking he's gone. I think that's where I'm at, too. But the more we go through this, and even Todd Monken, the Ravens' new offense coordinator, I'm not surprised he says he hasn't talked to really anybody since getting the job. But it's just... It feels like Lamar should have been the exception because of everything that's going on. But then you look at how Baltimore's treated him since 2019. And it's just, it, it, not necessarily him personally, but just... They spend never... less at wide receiver than anybody. They have made a couple of draft picks, but they do not invest, mm-hmm. A, in players, and then B, in coaches who can present, can foster a good environment for him to get better, and they kind of they kind of felt like they wanted him to anyway, which was is maybe at the root of what his dis- dissatisfaction is. Like, I think so. I, th- I think the them keeping Greg Roman as long as they did, which he helped Lamar when he first got there, when they made the transition from Joe Flacco to Jackson, and they just reworked their entire offense around him. It helped, but they just they immediately hit a wall, which is Greg Roman's offenses. Like Bills fans especially should know because when Tyrod Taylor was here, season one was great. 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. He was a pro bowler. It, it, it felt like the, the the road was being paved. It was looking better. But there's a wall there every time with Greg Roman's offenses, and Baltimore just seemed completely unwilling to change and to, and to move towards the modern game. In their defense, they won all the time. I mean, they, they do. They, 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 they are so frustrating as an organization. They, they win all the time. And when that changed the last two years is when Jackson went out. I mean, two years ago, they were eight and three and lost six games in a row. He was a little part of that. I think it was. And this year was very much the same. They finished out of it again. So, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. And um, it would just be a mind blowing thing. Uh, like what that trade would actually be. It just feels like more and more likely all the time, one of these quiet afternoons, it's just going to pop onto your screen that there's been this trade where then Jackson is traded for this these draft picks and this player, and you're going to just immediately think to look at Adam Schefter's handle to make sure all the letters are right, that it's not Adam Schlefter or something who's doing that, and you know somebody else fell for it and retweeted it. Could happen. On Jackson and other interesting NFL situations with Brett Coleman of the Film Room. That's coming up in about uh, less than 20 minutes. Sabres and Leafs tonight. Pre-game at 6.30 downtown. Should be buzzing in the arena. Important and Leafs and just uh, also not very many home games the last few weeks. I feel like this is like sort of a perfect storm uh, to make this game a fun one. 
Mike Schopier, Bulldog, is out today. Zach along as well. We have Brett Coleman and Scott Cullen coming your way today. Brett, as I said, just after 4 here on WGR. Mike Schopier, Bulldog, is out sick today. Hopefully he uh, can make it through the day without getting more sick. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. just. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Struggling to get back this time. Um, Brett Coleman, the film room coming up. He's a big, big Twitter presence, YouTube viewers and followers. Brett is a, a great guy to talk to. I think we've had him on once, or at least I have, but uh, enjoyed that. He'll be back coming up here in just about 10 or 12 minutes. Scott Cullen today setting up Sabres Leafs pregame starts at 6.30 ESPN+. Plus. So just brace yourselves out there. Like You're not going to see the game on MSG tonight. It's one of those. Don't want you to be mad. Sean is with us. Hi, Sean. Mike, how are you this evening? Good, thank you. Great to speak with you. You, you know, when it comes to the, the Lamar thing, I, I, in my own fantasy football world, it, it would be great if all the owners could get together and say, you know, I, I think Lamar needs to stay a Raven. I'm a Bills fan through and through, but I think it's great for the league for Lamar to be a Raven. And I, I'm surprised thus far that something hasn't been worked out. Hey, me too. Uh, thanks, Sean. Me too. And I still, not not just surprised that something hasn't been worked out, but as I've been saying, just kind of like not even accepting that there will be a trade. Not because, like, I, I really don't care what team he's on. I mean, I, I accept your point. I get it. It's not so much that. It's just how could a team, especially one with the excellent reputation that the Ravens have, they really do. Maybe the best in the league for like, not. I don't mean treating players necessarily, but they're smart. Like they've done so many smart things. How do they botch this so badly that at the end of his rookie contract, he just won't play for them anymore? And the Ravens, you know how this goes. Like they have to decide right now, or in the coming 
few weeks whether or not they want to dare him to play under the franchise tag or succumb to his demands in terms of a long-term deal. Like that's what like that's the gun to their head right now because if they are unwilling to trade him, they may find themselves in a situation where he just doesn't show up. And I've made enough money, I'll wait, I'll play for someone else. You know, it could get really ugly like that. And, you know, they would have a sense of that right now. But in negotiations, it can, in any situation, it can feel that way. And you don't want to just give up. So, man, they're in a tough one, Baltimore. Four o'clock for the franchise tag. So we might start to hear news around the league, including on Jackson. I mean, they probably tag him. Maybe to, to be symbolic, the proverbial run the card up to the podium move would be to announce it at like four, 401 or something. We'll talk about that, Chicago, the Bills, other interesting situations around the NFL with Brett Coleman, K-O-L-L-M-A-N-N, if you want to follow him on Twitter. That's after the update. This is Mike Shope on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.